Hello, this is Bill Lytell again for some wisdom for your walk. A little short 5, 10, maybe 12-minute podcast to help you out in your daily life. Uh, I want to talk to you about optimism versus pessimism or pessimism versus optimism. We've all heard the terms. Uh, Norman Vincent Peale years ago uh, developed a theology of a positive thinking. And uh, I used to say Peel was appalling and Paul was appealing. It was the first uh, well-known effort to promote health and wealth gospel. Health and wealth gospel is not in the Bible. It's not taught in the Bible. Uh, but if you teach part of the Bible and exclude another part of the Bible, you can teach it. And that's what they do. Guys like Jim Baker... Uh, Joel Olstein and so many others uh, promote this health and wealth gospel. That is that God doesn't want anything bad to happen to you, but only things that are good to happen to you. So if it's bad, it's the devil. If it's, if it's good, it's God. And that's just not so. Uh, God wants to help us. He wants to, and he will reward us. And ultimately, in the big picture, absolutely, God is going to take care of us one at a time. We're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, however, to, to receive the things done in the body, how they be, whether they be good or bad. We'll be judged for our works, not our sin. Some people are confused about that. How is a Christian judged? Well, he's judged for his works. The sins he did are under the blood of Jesus Christ. But in doing those sins, he cheated himself of an opportunity to do the works of God. So there's loss there. And many people are going to suffer loss because they use their time up fishing, hunting, uh, you know, all these various, uh, maybe on the web, on the phone. You know, one, one nice thing to do is look at your phone and see how many hours you're spending on your phone a day. But just go ahead and do it. Just try it for over a couple of weeks. And then ask yourself, how many hours am I spending in the Bible? So God has written this book for us called the Bible, and he wants us to read it. And he's got everything you need to succeed in life, this life and the one to come. In the Bible, but how many hours are you spending in the Bible compared to how many hours you spend on social media, emails, messages, conversations, etc.? That ultimately, no offense meant to you on this, but ultimately will mean nothing in most cases. Now, if it's promoting the gospel, if it's educating people and edifying people, they will mean something. But most of our conversations are pity patty, uh, really not real deep stuff, and. And, and, and I'm not saying they're not necessary in some degree to live and to move and to have our being. But you know where I'm at. Okay, that's not the podcast, but that was a little bonus uh, pre, preamble. So let me give you what I want to talk about on pessimism versus uh, optimism. Uh, Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 4. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. That's positive. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Now, Clearly in verse 1, he says, I want you to make your focus on me. The things that are risen with Christ. If you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Seek the things which are eternal, lasting, and Christian. So cause your focus in life, in every area of life, to be on the things which are in heaven and above and eternal. Verse 2, set your affection on things above not on things of the earth. This is a one-two punch. The first verse is a jab, and the second verse is the right hand. A punch. Set your affection. That means put it on there, keep it on there. If it falls off, put it back on there. 
And I mean, the righteous falls seven times and riseth up again. Uh, you may you may stumble, you may bumble, you may mess around, but you get back up and you do what is right, what you know is right again. Keep correcting. Self-correction is our best way of doing it. Set your affection. That, that's your heart on the things above, not on the things of the earth. So first two verses talk about, hey, the positive things in life are there. They're real, they're, but they're eternal. Set your affection on them. Set your concentration on them. Of course, that would have to mean what? The Bible and everything taught to do in the Bible. There's somewhere around 127 commands in the New Testament alone that Jesus gave or in the imperative in the Greek. Uh, and he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So, I mean, one plus one makes two. So verses three to four, however, more the negative side uh, the pessimistic, if you want to call it, side of, of what he's saying here. For ye are dead, and that's usually considered fairly pessimistic, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then ye shall also appear with him in glory. So he's saying, how in the world do you concentrate on optimism and make pessimism the most minor thing in your life? Well, First of all, you got to concentrate on the Lord Jesus Christ and the things which are above. And then you got to understand that you are dead, dead to this world. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 17, love not the world, the things that are in the world. And it goes on to explain what those are, lust of flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passed away in the lust thereof, but he do the will of God abide forever. So it's so important, it's so important to continually First of all, number one, to die. That is, die to myself, my lusts, my flesh, my dreams, my, my desires, and keep and live to Christ's dreams, to tr Christ's desires, to Christ's life for me. So I die to my stuff, and then I turn and live to his. Now, you can't have no man... Uh, can serve two masters, Jesus said. He'll love the one, hate the other, despise the other. Now, you can't have one foot in the things of God and one foot in the things of the world. It will not work. It never works. It cannot work. What will happen to you is when you put one foot in heaven and one foot in God and in the world, you'll you'll have everything in the world because you're, you're, you're going to be uh, brought back by the world, pulled down by the world, and you can't split your division. Uh, you're going to be, uh, your love will go to the world and you're despising the things of God. And that's why you got so many people sitting in church half awake when the sermons preached, they, they fall asleep, uh, they're nodding their head. I had one guy in one of my services, uh, and I, I have sometimes, uh, at least when this guy was in service, we were running four or 500 people in the service. And you could, <laughs> people started laughing towards the back of the auditorium. I don't hear very well. But I mean, I heard that. And he was snoring. He was snoring so loud that he disrupted the whole service. <coughs> Excuse me. And, he, and the people started laughing. And I finally stopped what I was saying, focused on him and said, Hey, 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 wake up, wake up. I knew his name, called his name out, woke him up. He looked at me like, what, what, what? I often say, if you have insomnia, listen to my sermons. They may be the best cure for not being able to sleep at night. I mean, it seems that way. When I'm given everything I know to do and the best thing I got to give in the Bible, the Word of God and Holy Spirit and everything, and they're sitting there snoozing, having a having a, a, a little nap time, 
in the midst of a suit. Now, now I got to say that when people do that, I mean, you may say, okay, brother, they got a physical problem called the sleep apnea and all this other stuff. You can excuse that all you want. But let me tell you, when I went to college, I was working, I was probably sleeping five hours a day, working the whole rest of the day, working like an animal, uh, losing weight and uh, studying and going out and doing floor covering to make a living, taking care of a wife and child and doing all the busyness of life at that time. Seven years of college. And let me say, I didn't sleep in a class. I was so tired sometimes, man, I would literally have to slap myself. I'd go get a stiff cup of coffee. But brother, I was all in. I was into knowing and learning about God. I was at a college. I wanted everything they had to give me. And I just made it happen. Now you can do you do the same thing. I do the same thing. You get what you want and want what you get. And I mean, if you if you want something, you go for it. You you may be tired, but when you go to church and sleep, what's that tell you? That tells you somebody's heart's not there. They're they're just doing their duty. They're opening up. They're doing their duty. And my, and I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, but I'm trying to tell you, oh my brother and sister in Christ, check yourself, shake yourself, examine yourself, prove yourself. See, whether you be in the faith, see where your heart's at. Is it in the things which are above, which are, pos- which are uh, po- positive or optimistic, or on the things of the earth which are pessimistic and a downer? A lot of people that are depressed is their heart's here on earth. But if your heart's here on earth, it'll be depressed. There's a lot of things in this old world that make you depressed, that make you down, to make you sad. But if you'll set your affection on things above, on the optimism uh, you cannot be depressed. You'll be like Paul and Silas in the book of Acts after they got whooped real bad and their, and their uh, back was uh, all tore up and they were hanging in stocks upside down, a rat-infested inner prison. They were singing, the Bible says, and praising God. Now you tell me they didn't have their affection set on above because there was nothing in that prison and there was nothing about their situation was, there was to sing about. Or to be happy about. It was as pessimistic as you could possibly have a situation. Yet those two boys sang and praised God about midnight. They couldn't sleep. They were in too much pain. But they just began to thank God for it and everything. Give thanks to the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. And I think everything means everything. Even when you get whipped for God, it can be turned into something positive. And, of course, you know that uh, Philippian jailer got saved and people got saved all through that whole deal. Well, I hope this helps you out. It's super simple but real. Let me tell you, it may be simple, but a whole lot of folks don't get it. If you didn't be risen with Christ, set those, set, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. That's, that's, a, that's the optimism of life. For ye are dead and your life is hid in Christ. With Christ in God. That's uh, the pessimism of it. You're dead to this world, and don't you let uh, get on the dark side of life. Get on the, Stay on the bright side of life. By the way, above the clouds, it's bright and sunny, no matter how much storm's going on underneath. And I know we're underneath the clouds for now, but brother, my heart's on the other side of the clouds. May God help you with a little wisdom for your walk. Bill Lytale, love you.